Welcome to the Rural Insights Podcast, where we explore rural actions and policies that impact Michigan's Upper Peninsula and beyond. This podcast is brought to you by the Rural Insights Institute, working to ensure that rural citizens and policymakers alike have the information necessary to make good decisions. If you'd like to learn more about Rural Insights, visit ruralinsights.org. Now, here's your host, David Haynes. Greetings, everyone. We are delighted that today at Rural Insights, we are joined by the president of uh, Bay College, uh, Dr. Laura Coleman, and she's going to tell us about what's going on at Bay College and Delta and Dickinson College and the impact of community colleges in rural areas, which is a huge, huge issue. So, uh, President Coleman, thank you for being here. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, I'm delighted. And so let's just start with, so what, what are, what's up these days at Bay College? What's exciting everybody and what's happening? Well, we are thrilled. We made it through the COVID pandemic uh, <laughs> in good stead. And in fact, Bay College was the only community college in the state that actually had an increase in enrollment. Uh, and many of the colleges downstate were down 25%. And so we were very, very blessed that uh, we were able to serve the community in a way that the community felt comfortable with. And we did a really good job with it. Uh, Our faculty members who are teaching classes with labs were able to find ways to be able to provide those labs. And so we were able to also be helpful in getting students through to degrees that they could go out and start working in our community right away. And that's an exceptionally important piece because one of the things that you're hearing about routinely right now is that the employers in the UP and really across the state are having a really hard time finding employees. And and so our ability to train people so they can go out and and work within our community business and industry is a very important part of our, our goal. So that is quite an accomplishment, no drop in enrollment, uh, other than brilliant leadership from the president, uh, which, I, <laughs> which I love to hear people say when I was a president, but how'd that happen? That's an interesting. I, you know, I think that part of the, the piece was when the governor opened up the UP and uh, they said, she said that, you know, people could come back to work. We consider every person at Bay College to be a uh, essential worker. And so our employees came back to work. So they were here when students needed to be able to come in and be, you know, have a face-to-face conversation. And we had it set up so that there was, you know, lines on people's carpet. The kids couldn't, or the adults who come to school uh, wouldn't go across that line. Everybody was wearing their masks. We were cleaning things like crazy all over the place. And, and it was visible. People could see the cleaning going on during the day. And so I think that that was part of it. Um, the other piece I would say is, you know, you were strong. <laughs> you know, yeah. you uh, they, we uh, people gave every bit of the effort that they had and then some. Uh, it was amazing for me to watch the employees just go into hyper speed, getting things set up at their home so that they could do their work when they were at home. And then when they were able to come back, coming back and doing their work here. And 
you know, with all of the different pieces, when you got into the school year and you had kids that were being quarantined or daycares having to close down because they kids needed to be quarantined or, you know, whatever, everybody just took care of business. And um, people found out that they could actually work at home. They didn't have to take a vacation day or a sick day or whatever. They could just do their work. And everybody just put forth every ounce of effort that there was. And I think the students felt that. Um, and, and so it, and when we, we had the classes that had labs, uh, they were still going on on campus. And so our science uh, classes had labs, the nursing students had labs and they also had clinicals. Uh, and we had our, Mechatronics Robotics with their labs and the welding has a lab. You know, there's classes that just have labs that need to be in person. And so those all took place. And I have to tell you, walking down the hall and seeing those students in the, actually in the buildings was just a wonderful thing. You know, you, get, you know this, David, you, when you walk down the halls and you see actual students, it's like, wow, this is just fantastic. You know, because you get, you get your energy from those students. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, so what, uh, what are the major degrees that students are coming to Bay College for? Uh, I think you have a wide spectrum in addition to the general education. What, what are the things that they're coming to Bay for? Our biggest degree program is our nursing program. Uh, we have one of the biggest nursing programs in the state. Um, and so, th which means that the UP has never been without nurses. You know, I mean, they, we just really have done a really good job of providing the UP with nurses. That's our biggest program. Um, our mechatronics and robotics is an exceptionally important program uh, for the area because we have a lot of manufacturing, you know, and that's what they needed them to be trained in. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the computers and you've got welding. Um, and so those are all very important. The Associate of Arts degree that you're talking about and the Associate of Science degree, those are also very important degrees here and that we have students, you know, 40% of our students are in that category of Associate of Arts and Associate of Science. And the Associate of Science is very important for kids that want to go be engineers or be doctors because they get this fantastic foundation of having small class sizes. They get to know their professors. They can get their tutoring easily and often from their professors or, you know, tutoring in our hub, which is where we normally do all of our, our tutoring. And this past year, we were doing it via Zoom and Facebook and you know any other way that people needed to get it. Uh, we were getting the tutoring to them in the, that way. Um, but the Associate of Science helps students get that foundation. They, they go and they do better when they get to the four-year institutions because they've gotten that foundation down really, really well. So... Yeah. Do, you think that, do you think that helps in particular with rural students that gives them a chance to enter into this without the fear of huge classes and that it's a, it's a more comfortable transition from high school uh, into college because it's smaller classes? Does that help? Oh, I think it absolutely does. But I think that it helps uh, even outside of the rural communities, frankly. Um, you know, I, I have talked to people who here who their kids went here, but then they, you know, went to Michigan Tech or down to the University of Michigan. And they talked about standing in line for three hours to be able to get tutoring in a physics class. So when they came home for Thanksgiving, our physics instructor tutored them. Um, and then they did fine for the rest of the semester. And so this is where I'm talking about getting that foundation. And, and 
the research across the country shows that students who go to community colleges, their junior years, they have a higher GPA than the people who started out at the universities for their junior year. And so that's the only thing I can can really point to that that makes that much of a difference uh, to students. Um, it just, but certainly the rural schools, especially the little tiny ones, when they come here, it's a really big deal. And so coming to a school that has 20,000 would be a really you know, overwhelming piece, sure. So uh, the governor has instituted a program, Michigan Connect for- Reconnect. Mm-hmm. Sorry, reconnect of students over 25 without any college. And there's talk about free community college tuition for community colleges uh, that have millages uh, and are in the statute. Can you talk a little about what that means to the UP and to Bay? You know, this is a uh, an interesting group, uh, the 25 to 45 year olds. Uh, you and I can identify as boomers, older boomers, I might add. And um, back in our day, I mean, I just give myself as an example. I was a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and then I got a full-time job and I went to to work, uh, to, to college at night. It's like I went from being a stay-at-home mom to being like gone all the time. Right. It, it was totally logical as a boomer to do that because I knew that I needed to be able to get a better job. And, and so it was just very, very logical. The kids today, the 25 to 45 year olds today, they think, wow, what's work-life balance? I need to be there for my family. Um, I, need to, I need to have personal time. You know, they, they think about these things. We just never thought about them. And um, the other piece is, you know, there's all kinds of stuff out there in the news constantly about colleges getting more expensive, which they are, but that's because the state is defunding us. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, back in 2000, Bay College, 52% of our budget was from state appropriations. Today, 30% of our budget is from state appropriations. That's defunding. And so who picks that up? Well, it's the reverse now. It used to be they pay 52% and the students pay 30%. It's now just the opposite. The students are paying 50%, they're paying 30%. You know, so it just, it, it's, it makes it difficult. And so then people are afraid of that. Uh, they're, they're, oh, I don't really have any money. I can't do that. And they forget that they, or don't know, that they can get Pell Grants that will help them uh, go to school. And so one of the great things about this ReConnect program is everybody has to apply for ReConnect because the state gives last dollar on that stuff. And, and so people are finding out that they really can go to school and we need them desperately. When I say that we, I'm talking about our communities, the Upper Peninsula, the state of Michigan, the country needs these 25 to 45 year olds to get skills so they can go out and they can work. And the students today are going to be in a lifelong learning cycle that although I spent much of my life being in school, my children would tell you that, um, the, uh, <laughs> it's going to be even more intense for them. They aren't really going to have a choice and they're going to have to keep up with their education uh, often. I mean, that's the only way that I can say it, often. And the employees at this college have got to stay up on their education because if you don't get training on computers and iPads and all of that stuff today, you become irrelevant in three to five years. You're just not relevant because you can't do the work that needs to be done. And so the students today are going to need those skills. So not only do they need initially to be able to walk in the door and be able to do the work, 
they on top of that need to be able to continue doing so. And so we need them to come for the first time to college or to come back to college um, because they've got to get what is needed. And it's a broad spectrum of things that they can be getting their degrees in. I mean, it can be in nursing, it can be in welding, it can be in mechatronics and robotics, it can be getting a two-year degree that will go on then to a four-year institution. You know, I mean, you're not uh, pigeonholed. You get you get to do what you want to do. And I think um, a lot of people don't realize the breadth and depth of what the they can do. Um, they just have, have put themselves in a little box. And so finding the way to get to that place that's going to make them happy and and when they go to work in the morning, it's not work. It's they're there because they are enjoying what they're doing, and and we're a linchpin for higher education to get those people in and through. One of the pieces that's difficult around reconnect is you you hit it right on the head, David. I'm so proud of you. It's about the millage, and so if you live in Delta County where they pay 3.5 mils, you get to go for free with reconnect. For your tuition, you get your tuition is paid. If you live in Dickinson, you have to pay an additional $69 because they only pay one mil. Mm-hmm. If you live in Marquette, you have to pay $96 because you're not paying any mil. And so that's a shocking piece for people. They come in and they're like, oh, geez, I thought I was going to get to go for free. No. And so, um, we're working very hard with all of our scholarships. We have a lot of scholarships that we give out. Uh, we've had, um, we have CARES Act dollars that we're, we're using. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that we're trying to be helpful with that. And, um, and I just would say to all of these students, please do this. Please come in and get this education because you really and truly can change your life. You can change the trajectory of your family's life uh, by coming in and getting an education. And it is exceptionally important which is why um, the state is funding this. And there have been other states that have done this also, and they found it to be very, very successful. Uh, we're, we're doing a lot of pieces of reducing barriers, any kind of barrier that might be there for students um, so they, they can get through and get through quickly. And as I was an adult student, I got one year in after high school, and then I got married, started having babies, you know, as they just goofed that all up. So I had to go back to school. So I understand the urgency. When you go back to school, you want to get in and get out and get a job. And and that's what we're here to do. And we're working very hard at that. It's still a pretty good deal, right? I, I, I realize $96 is a lot of money for some families, but versus a few thousand, right? If they understood that, you can go do this for $96 versus 5000 for the semester Marquette, right? Uh, uh, th- yes, absolutely, positively. And that's the part that people have to really recognize. It is. And it, community colleges give a quality education, and it happens to be at a low cost. Mm-hmm. But they're giving the same education that you would be receiving at a university. And so it really is an exceptional opportunity. And I think the other piece that has scared people to death is when they talk about loans, that people have $100,000 loans. The average student leaving Bay College, if they have a loan, is under $10,000. Yeah. You know, it's way, yeah. way low. And so, and not very, not everybody does. I mean, it's just a, not, not everybody's in that space. But um, it, it really is the best thing you could possibly do. I mean, you go out and buy a used car, it's going to cost you 
under ten thousand dollars. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's a lot. But um, with this reconnect, you you're going to be in a much better space. And so I just would encourage people to come in and talk to our financial aid people and um, apply for scholarships and grants that we've got available, and um, and you'll be able to get through. And we will be there every step of the way. I mean, that's the other piece that I would say to you is. Bay College has got a reputation for being focused on student success. And students will actually tell you, my gosh, everybody here at this college just wants me to get through and be successful and graduate. And, and, and that, that really is, that's our words. That's what we use on a regular basis. And uh, we are here for all of our students. Uh, and getting tutoring early and often is the thing people do at Bay College. And so they are successful. We have a, a, a good graduation rate. Um, better than most in the state. And, um, and so it, we do what we can do and we help them develop the skill sets that they need to be successful, not only in college, but in life. So students from all across the Upper Peninsula, regardless of where they live, ought to do this with you yes. because as you said, $96, uh, you live in, you live in uh, Marquette or you live in Barraga, you live in Houghton. Uh, is is a pretty good deal. You could sign up. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah. And and um, you know, depending on the classes that you're taking, you know, if you want to take them online, you can do that, so that you're just able to do that from home too. Um, but if you want to come to the buildings, we've got the buildings, we've got the classes, and we've got fantastic instructors. And it it really is a and and a lot of people are nervous, you know, because oh, they're they're not. 18 or 19. So gosh, am I as smart as that other person sitting in the room? Uh, yes, you are, number one. Number two, you know why you're there. And so you're even more determined. And um, and so you've got the grit. You have the reason to be, set, be there and do it, and you will be successful. So do you think we will see in Michigan free community college tuition sometime in the future across the board for 18-year-olds? Whatever age, um, younger than 25, let's say, because the sure. Michigan Connect. Do you think we'll ever see that? Is that going to happen? Uh, I don't know. That, I, I don't know that it'll happen because of Michigan. Um, I think the. Um, let me let me rephrase that. The kids who are in high school right now mm-hmm. are able to do dual enrollment and early college, mm-hmm. and with the early college, you can get your community college degree completely paid for. So you can get out after two years, have an associate's degree, then go on to your four-year institution and only have to pay for two years of college. Um, So I think that that's number one, very important. And I have to tell you, every year we have more students out of K-12 who are graduating. This year we had 17 students graduate with their associate's degree three weeks before they graduated for their high school degree. Wow. So it, it, it really, it works. You have to be very planned and very thoughtful about what you're doing, but it really does work. So that's number one that I need to say. Number two, uh, one of the things that's being proposed in Washington, D.C. right now is increasing the Pell Grant dollars. Mm-hmm. And if they were to increase the Pell uh, Grant dollars and the biggest amount they're talking about is just to double it, which would be fantastic. 
that would not only get you through your community college, but it would probably get you a great deal of the way through uh, a four-year institution. And, you know, the, the words that are coming out is, is it t- it's time for our country to decide people need more than just a high school education. And I look back to uh, World War II and the Army realized that, wow, if we got people educated, that they'd be better soldiers. So they developed the GED. Mm-hmm. And, and so then all of a sudden when the Army did that, it was like, oh, wow, everybody needs to graduate from high school. That's when it became the thing to do to get graduate from high school was in, during World War II. Sure. And so um, I don't know. I, that was, you know, 75 years, 65 years ago, 65 years, no, 75. I was right the first time, 75 years ago. I'm thinking that after 75 years, you're going to need to have even more education because there's so much more information. There's a, so logically, getting a, at least a two-year degree, um, if not also the bachelor's degree, there's people that need to have a bachelor's degree, but there's a lot more people who need to have a two-year degree. Uh, it makes a whole lot of sense. Sure. And, and so... It, do I hope that that will happen? I absolutely do. Um, and, and the way to do that is t- through funding of people's tuition. And when it comes to Pell Grants, that would cover everybody. It wouldn't matter what county you were in. Um, you would be able to do that. So you would, you would, uh, it would uh, with all the concern about student debt load, this would also help future student debt load, right? I mean... It absolutely would. And, and I always get very frustrated with the news media around this because they look at the people who have got have gone after their master's and their PhDs, which cost a lot more money than mm-hmm. an associate degree or a bachelor's degree. And so you don't see those kinds of debts usually right. with a bachelor's degree or lower. You just don't. It's when the people get up into master's and PhDs that they start getting that huge amount of debt. And um and people need to be responsible. I, it was interesting to me, uh, a newscast several months ago, and some kids were trying to decide where they were going to go to college. And because of COVID, and they had to actually sit down and you know think about things, they started actually thinking about the difference of going to a public university or going to a private university to get their bachelor's degrees. Mm-hmm. And of course, the public, you know, 12 to 15 grand a year, private, 50, 60 grand a year. All right, which one are you going to do? Sure. What makes the most sense? And and so I think that that everybody needs to just look and see what what the costs are and what are the net results from those costs. And um, the public institutions need to be supported so that we can keep our tuition rates lower, so that everyone does have access. Because the only way out of low socioeconomic circumstances is through education. Um, and I say that 98% of the time, there's a sure. few who are going to be able to go through and just get stuff done, but uh, you know, you just, you, it's needed. And the um, number of people who need to have a degree in general is about 70%, 75%. And of those, a little over half need to be associate's degrees because we need the people in the trades. We need the welders. We need the mechatronics and robotics. We need the CNC operators. We need, you know, these are the, the, the jobs that 
pay really good money um, and they only require associate's degree. Our water uh, technology program, you have people lined up to hire these people, lined up. They just, we can't have enough students in that program. And they yeah. get out and they're making 50 to $65,000 a year with a two-year degree. It's a tough degree. Got lots of science and lots of chemistry. Um, and so there's just all these wonderful opportunities that an education can provide and, um, and reconnect, getting those 25 to 45 year olds back into education is a big, huge uh, jump and helpful. And the high school kids, kids right out of high school up to the age of you know 24, uh, Pell Grants are there, but if they could increase the uh, Pell Grants, get those higher in any shape, way or form, to help students because it's not just about the tuition and fees. You got to pay your rent. You got to pay for your car. You got to pay for your gas. You got to pay for your food. I mean, these are all things that the additional costs of life and, um, and people need to be able to pay for those. And it will help our country tremendously if we can get more people educated. Well, we've been talking with Dr. Laura Coleman, the president of Bay College. Thank you for doing this. And You're I hope welcome. you'll do it again with us. Uh, this is a great opportunity for our readers and listeners and uh thank you and uh, so but just for now you've been you've been president how long now 15 years oh my god i can't all you presidents of a long time i could you know i couldn't believe lasting that long i mean just uh it's an exhausting and job but congratulations on a great presidency and good luck as you come along and i'll call you soon and we'll do another one i would love to do another one and thank you so much for having me come i really i appreciate the opportunity and uh it has been my pleasure to be a president and i gotta tell you when i started i didn't know that i'd make it for 15 years because it is a hard job but uh but we do it we do it so thank you very very much have a good one David. you're welcome and i'll talk to you soon you betcha bye-bye bye-bye You've been listening to the Rural Insights Podcast, brought to you by the Rural Insights Institute, working to ensure that rural citizens and policymakers alike have the information necessary to make good decisions. If you enjoy our content, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter by visiting ruralinsights.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.